0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Corruption, greed, xenophobia, white supremacy, a nation in the grips of a pandemic, healthcare resources strained to their limits, an economy on the brink of collapse, and at the helm, a clueless con artist who cares more about his own re-election over saving lives. Join Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left that's right live Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan at 24-7 at liberaldan.com. We must unite to save this country in spite of this buffoon's ineptitude before it's too late. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 844-200-4449. That is area code 844 200 4-9. Apparently, they changed up the phone number on me again. So I'm like, wait, wait what? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, wait. They moved around the dashboard on me. That's the host call in. I'm sorry. The guest call in is still nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. That's nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. They 4131 They done messed up a whole bunch of stuff today, apparently, because I had to scramble to get Skype working because the regular connection wasn't working. Ah, the joys of being a host on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you get what you pay for, I suppose. If you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, anyway, uh, so we'll be talking about a lot of issues today, not just the uh, coronavirus, or as my uh, my uh, youngest son says, coronavirus. Uh, yes, that's my son saying that. Um, talking about there's a lot of Supreme Court rulings. There's the uh, interesting, interesting goings-on in the press conference today, I have a hypocrite of the week, uh, bit to play as well on top of everything, uh, but first, first time in a long time, this week's headlines. Governor Brian Kemp is opening up some Georgia businesses like hair salons, massage therapy studios, <clears throat> nail salons, alleys. For most of these, social distancing is an impossibility, but why bowling alleys? Do you know how hard it will be to sanitize your balls all day long? Someone might get chafed. President Trump is implementing a 60-day ban on immigrants coming to live and work in America permanently. What happened? I thought we were ready to go on May 1st, like Trump wants to be. So why cut off immigration? And why do do it for permanent residents? Why still allow temporary residents to come in? Temporary workers, make up your mind. R. Kelly has made a second request to be released from jail because of the COVID-19 pandemic. He was again denied. I guess that was his number two try. I bet he is pissed off. Bon Jovi sang for an online kindergarten class. Apparently the kids liked it a lot, but I doubt any of them knew who the hell he was. Finally, a new study shows that hydroxychloroquine, the anti-malarial drug, aggressively touted by President Trump, has offered no benefit in treating COVID-19 and has been linked to higher death rates among Veterans Affairs patients, proving once again that Donald Trump is a snake oil salesman. And that is this week's headlines. Now, I do have an invitation uh, to a conservative person on Twitter. I said, look, call in the show, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central Central. You can call in. We can discuss your hashtag uh, RIA Reopen America or Open America Now or whatever other hashtag they're using. Retake America, is that one of the things that they wanted to do? I don't know. Uh, they're, you know so, so maybe, just maybe, he'll be calling into this program. Maybe not. Um, but first, you know, before we do all that, I do want to play uh, you know, back again. And the second bit that I'm doing again, and look, my headline bits, my hypocrite of the week bits, Words of redneck, redneck, yeah. Excuse me. Words of redneck wisdom might be coming back too. There's plenty of comments coming from the uh, from these uh, retake America rallies that have been going on, and there are or reopen America. I, I, I'm gonna start calling a retake America. I don't know. Sounds like you know they're they probably have to take it in the first place because a lot of these people, some of these people are flying Confederate flags. You know, they lost the first time. You know, they could lose again. Um, But, you know, all of these bits eventually will be open for sponsorship as well. So if you go to patreon.com slash liberal Dan, you can support the show. And you can, I'm I'm thinking of new ways, new things that'll get you, um, you know, new benefits that you can have. Some of them might not make sense immediately. Some of them might. You know, one of them is going to be first hour advertisements. If you want to advertise on the show in the first hour, you can jump in ahead of everybody else and get some get some advertising clips. I am going to be changing around and moving some of them depending on what I've been working on recently. Um, I thought I was going to be pushing my rideshare Dan uh, more, but then I got new jobs and new employment. Working, and I haven't done ridesharing in over a year now, uh, but I still have some you know tips and tricks that I can offer, but I really do feel sorry for the people. I know some people who are still doing it, and they are risking their lives, and, but they have to do it. They have to do it because even these people are not, you know, they're used to making, you know, 2,000 a week doing ride sharing. They're used to making multiple hundreds in a day. They know what they're doing. They're professionals, um, and they've made their own masks. Some of them have gotten the other masks. And, you know, I feel sorry for them, but hopefully uh, things will get better for them more quickly. Um, but again, with, with everybody socially distancing, I mean, I wouldn't hop in an Uber. I, I would drive my own vehicle. Of course, I have the privilege of having my own vehicle. Other people are not as lucky. Uh, and other people are not as able to do so. Anyway, but back to the bits at hand. Uh, we do have uh, one bit. I did bring back the hypocrisy this week, and I'm trying to, I'm going to try and do it every week, I'm sure not difficult to find a hypocrite once a week so without further ado this week's hypocrite of the week is donald trump who today said that governor kemp of georgia was wrong for wanting to open certain businesses early but saying that kemp was also free to do as he wishes for a president who claims to like strong responses this one was full of weak sauce to see who next week's hypocrite of the week will be tune into liberal day and radio talk from the left that's right Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberal dance. Which made me, there's a hashtag trending right now on Twitter. uh, Hashtag signs, you're a COVID-idiot. And everyone's giving their, uh, uh, you know, pretty much a Jeff Foxworthy-esque. If you think that you, that this president's doing a good job, you might be a COVID-idiot or something. I'm not one of my best, impressions. of course, you know, I have other impressions, like my Stitch one, my Louis Armstrong ones, that are better. I'm working on my Trump one. I uh, I think that as long as you got maybe get a little more raspy in there, you gotta you gotta put a little bit more of a New York accent, and you gotta it's the best. You gotta you gotta maybe prolong your s's and talk like that. Perhaps you could get the Trump accent right. It's not, again. I used to think I had. A horrible accent, and I was upset that I couldn't get the accent. Then I heard everybody else's Trump accent, and was like, "Okay, fine. Every every Trump accent is a bad Trump accent." And then I, there's the one that I've shared on my, I've shared him at least once or twice on my Facebook page. I'm at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter. Uh, shared his a couple of times, and this guy nails the Trump impression so much—not just the voice, but the mannerisms and the word these these specific words. That's the best thing about a you know, good impression. For somebody who does good impressions, is not just going get to the, get the voice right, but it's going to get the words right and the mannerisms right. And even facial expressions. Like you, you see Frank Caliendo. When Frank Caliendo goes into uh, his Robert De Niro, you know, he squinches his face up. He's like, you know, you talking to me? And, and, and it, it's very, he, he gets into it. You got to get into it when you're doing it. Um, So anyway, but so that's one of the trending hashtags that's going on right now. It signs your COVID idiot. And um, I had to tell the person that, you know, I said, signs your COVID idiot. You're the governor of Georgia. And even Donald Trump says that you were opening businesses too quickly. I really just don't get it. Um, But before I take the break, before I take my first break, I do want to, there's, I do have another post. Um, I, I posted this. It's, on twitter it's you know on liberaldan.com. It's on you can see it get through it at facebook.com slash those are the many different ways that you could uh follow what i'm talking about um forward it if you think i'm saying good things um but this paycheck protection plan that was created as part of the cares act it has been thoroughly abused now some you know schools were using it and Donald Trump had requested that these schools return the money that they had initially gotten under the Paycheck Protection Act. Because, you know, as Donald Trump, good luck, I'll agree with Donald Trump when he says that he is, when he does something that's right and correct. Last week, I agreed with him as well. I mean, he's talking a lot. So he's putting out a lot of words. Odds are I might agree with one or two of them every now and then. So I agreed with him about uh, these pro forma sessions about how their usurpation of presidential authority to make, uh, to, to appoint people to positions during recesses, uh, recess appointments. I, I, so I, I agreed with him when, when it came to that. Um, and I obviously agree with him when it came to, you know, the fact that Harvard with a huge endowment, I wish I had such a large endowment. That's what probably Trump says, uh, if you, um, you know they, that they are returning or they're not going to accept the funds they applied for. But here's the thing. There was, there was a ton, a ton of businesses that applied for and got these loans that did not need them. Lots of publicly traded companies with lots of, you know, large caps, lots of cash of, available to them on hand that they could have used. Uh, I think, Shake Shack was one of these companies that brought in almost like $500 million in gross receipts last year, made $20 million in overall profit, yet wanted $10 million. Got a $10 million loan. Now, they gave the money back. Other companies have not given their money back. Companies like Fogo de Chow, companies like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I haven't been to Ruth's Chris in a while. And, they're, you know, I, I've enjoyed it when I've been. I'll never go. I'm not going to go again. FOGO. Hi, hyper expensive food at FOGO. I don't know how many people go to FOGO the right way, which is you, you make online accounts and you get codes and you, get, and you bring the codes in and you use the codes and you get 50% off your food. I don't know how many people are doing it the right way. But now, in my opinion, the right way to go to FOGO is to not Go to Fogo. Why? Again, they accept two of their locations got $10 million loans apiece. Each business is only allowed to get $10 million, but the restaurant, hotel and restaurant industry, the lobby, went in there and said, look, we need to be able to get these funds too. And so they made it so that not only these non-big businesses could go in there and get funds, quote, if they needed it, But they enabled people to get the funds in in multiple loans for multiple locations because of the fiction that is, you know, these subsidiaries or however they work, it's with franchises or what have you. Or maybe each one of them is an individual corporation with a larger holding corporation over the top. I don't know exactly how it's uh, set up. But at the end of the day, they went up taking $20 million of these loans. They didn't need a $20 million loan. Are you freaking kidding me? ridiculous and so again i go into this in my blog post but the, the reason this, this act was, it was and, and yes this is personally affecting me and my family too so i'm gonna be a little bit more angry I, I am angry i do get angry at things that don't affect me as well because i try to be empathetic to others and i, I try and put myself in a situation of other people and as such you know trying to realize when they're wrong even though when i'm not being wrong then I'll also advocate for people to be helped, even though if if it's not helping me. But this is something that was supposed to help me, too, because I'm an independent contractor. I'm a software developer. I'm working for for a company. and, And they were told when they went to apply for their loan, even though there's a question on the form, at least on the form that I filled out, that said, hey, here's this paycheck protection. Are you a company that hires people or has independent contractors? So that seems to me that the, that my, the company that I'm doing work, work for should be able to get this money and pass it on and, and then use it to pay me. Um, and, and that's fine, but as an independent contractor, I'm also supposed to be able to get these loans because I work for myself. I am my own boss. I might get assignments from the owner of the company that I'm doing contract work for, and he could terminate the agreement, the contract agreement, at any time, um, according to the contract between us both. But end of the day, I I'm an independent contractor, and, and I should be able to get these funds to support me and my family, just like all the other small businesses who need to get funds to support themselves and their employees, and these. Huge companies just go rumbling up to the trough, push the little guys out the way, and drink up all the water before anybody else got to take a sip. It's absurd. It's just pure greed. And my statement is that we should remain socially distant from these companies. Maybe I'll make a fat man rant about this too on YouTube because I'm pissed. You, You should remain socially distant from these companies, period, end of story. Don't go back to these businesses that that trampled over small businesses to try and get their loans. Go to the small businesses. Go help them out. Spend your money there. That's where you need to go. Don't go to any – I mean, I'm not saying go to none of these bigger companies. Some of these bigger companies have good – Practices. Maybe some of these companies were like, look, we're going to continue operation and we don't need to take advantage of this program because it's for other people. Good for them. And maybe we should also go shop there at the, at the, at the big companies who did not go out there. So that's, that's, I guess, two things I want to see. I, I might update my post as well. A, if you know of any other companies other than the ones I've listed, like Shake Shack, Chow, um Ruth's Chris, Um, And again, I don't view Shake Shack as any better than Fogo. They may have returned the money, but they only did that because they got caught with their hands in the cookie jar. I know I'm using a lot of metaphors here, but they got caught with their hands in the cookie jar and only gave it back once they were caught. If, If nobody had raised the peep, they would have happily taken that money. I don't think they would have ever given it back. But they were caught. They were embarrassed by it. And I guess maybe that makes them ever so slightly better than the ones who aren't giving the money back, at least as of yet. But you know what? No, it's still not good enough. Because, and I've, I've asked them, look, why should you? Why should I be your customer at your for your goods for your food? Why should I obtain stuff from you as a company when you don't care about the little guy? You just used your corporate might, pushed all the little guys out the way, ran and got your thing. And what, what sucks is that. These are supposed to be given away first come, first serve. First come, first serve loans. That's not the case because everybody who's an independent contractor got kicked to the back of the line. And I got my application in in time, but it wasn't approved. So, and I've heard from different people, other contractors who I work with, who have also tried to go through this process. I was the first one to get mine submitted. But somebody else was told that the funds that were passed by the Senate today that the House should be passing tomorrow, all that's going to do is going to fill the rest of the ones that were approved that aren't funded. still might not be me. It still might not be me. So who knows? I don't know. I don't it's, – it's a mess. But what I do know is that these companies are pieces of crap. And look, my wife has celiac disease. She needs to go to places that handle, that can handle gluten-free, that are responsible in handling gluten-free. Fogo was one of those places. And it's hard for me, as, a, as somebody who doesn't have celiac, who eat whatever you want, to say, look, I'm not going to go to a business that can cater to my wife's condition. But you know what? My wife's pissed off, too. She also does not want to go to Fogo because she, because of this crap. So and I, I, I might have been making, you know, there are exceptions to every rule. And look, if if the only places you can go out to eat at Fogo, I'm not because of a health condition is that, I'm fine, fine, whatever. I'm not going to be terribly judgmental. But if you can go eat at a local restaurant, if there are plenty of local restaurants that you can eat that you could support who are being hurt by, this, by this, these closures, and look, don't get me wrong. I understand and sympathize with the fact that there are businesses that are hurt by these that are by closures, and they need people's support. I am supporting some myself by, you know, taking advantage whenever they have pop-ups, whenever they do deliveries. I'm taking full advantage of, of as many, not taking advantage of them, but I'm taking advantage of the opportunities that arise when they do these pop-ups or deliveries to help support these local businesses, especially those that cater to gluten-free, again because of lack of celiac. But I'm taking that – I'm trying to support, and I think you should, as much as you can, support these local businesses as well. But in the long term as well, don't go to these businesses that push the little guys out the way because they've said that they don't care about you. All they care about is getting as much money as possible without regard to how it hurts other people. Anyway, let's hit, it, hit my first commercial break. We'll come back, take your calls as well. Area code 914 803 4131. That is area code 914 803 4131. This is the Dane Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, Are you someone who is looking to get into the ridesharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full time gig? Are you currently a rideshare driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time runner credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig
0: economy. Greetings, this is Nimbus Yosh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? (laughs) Well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life, talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not-so-fun things. Go ahead give a listen and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. (laughs) Catch you on the tunes.
1: Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. You can also join us in the show chat on, if you go to blogtalkradio.com slash liberal dan, which you're listening to right now, if you're live, go into the thread and you'll have access to the chat room. I think you do have to sign up for a free blogtalkradio.com account. Uh, but you can do it that way. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments and concerns, etc., cetera, over on the show thread, Liberaldan.com, uh, Facebook.com slash Liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio Radio on Twitter. Uh, talking about some of the corona stuff, we're going to briefly going to switch over to uh, the Supreme Court. I want to make sure I talk about that. Um, but uh, two thoughts that I had. First of all, um, trying to convince these people, these COVID-idiots, to, or as other people have said, um, somebody used yal but that was used for, the, for I think, the ranchers who were either the ranchers when they were protesting at the Bundy Ranch itself because of the grazing rights issue uh, when uh, white folks were, were actually holding sniper rifles and aiming them at law enforcement's head. Um, so much for the blue line. I bet that person had a blue line on their uh, truck as well also but or either that or the people who were uh, protesting and took over the federal uh, camp or whatever that Trump I think pardoned um, so y'all was was kind of used for that but you also uh, have branch cvids I love branch cvidtes that's that's the great one uh, then there's the flu Klux Klan that's my favorite flu Klux Klan um, anyway so dealing with the flu flu Klux Klan folks Um there's two things. First of all, you know, I think that Barack Obama should get out there and tell the people that he supports the retake America people, the open open America now. He should hashtag open America now, hashtag reopen America. Why? Because if Obama says it, they'll do the exact opposite. They'll stay at home. He'll be like, I don't think you should. St- I, th- I don't think you should go out. Up- I think you should go out and go do your job and they'll be like, well, maybe we should stay home. If Obama says we should be going to work, then we need to stay home. Or if these folks happen to be uh, religious conservatives, then maybe, uh, and they won't listen to scientists because they reject science, uh, maybe a religious leader should tell them that according to the uh, Ten Commandments that you should not covid Your Neighbor's Wife. Haven't gotten to use that one in a while, so, but I'm pumped. I need to get one of those sound effects, too, just to do that. Anyway, uh, but changing gears again real quick, um, maybe not so real quick, the Supreme Court had some rulings this week, and amazingly enough, Amazingly enough, you had a ruling that was six to three when it uh about unanimous juries. Now Louisiana, let me let me search this real quick as well because Louisiana did have a, some, some rules or, or a law that was passed about unanimous juries recently because that's been a big thing you know in the fact that louisiana has had um was one of two states at least when this ruling passed back in the day um, before the ramos versus louisiana case um and they louisiana had legislative i think it was two years ago maybe maybe it was during uh the 2016 election so maybe it's a little but it might have been 2018. So it was November 6, 2018. There was an attempt, and we actually were successful in Louisiana at requiring unanimous juries uh, to uh, to be able to convict people. A majority of Louisiana voters voted to pass Amendment 2, which will require unanimous jury verdicts in felony trials, period. So... That was good that Louisiana did that. Um, And I went ahead and I I did vote yes on two because unanimous juries. There's a history. I'll get to the history in a second. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, one of the crazy things about this ruling is the fact that Who voted yes and who voted no. I mean Ginsburg, as you would expect, voted yes on this ruling that overturned unanimous juries and so did Sotomayor and so did Breyer. All three of those liberal justices voted yes to overturn a previous ruling and Let's see. That allowed for Louisiana to continue convicting people for serious crimes and putting people in jail for, without having 12 jurors unanimously agreeing about guilt. Who wrote the majority opinion, though? Gorsuch. Gorsuch wrote the majority opinion. Okay, that's weird. Who else? Now, that was kind of a fractured sections. But overall, everybody was pretty much in agreement, not everybody, but the six of them were in agreement that the requirement or the non-requirement of 12 juries uh, for state trials, which is what the previous court in the 70s had upheld, that there's a requirement to have unanimous juries for federal trials, but there's no such requirement existed for the states. Um, the 14th Amendment was used to overturn this previous ruling. Breyer, Ginsburg, Gorsuch wrote the majority opinion or joined with with several portions of the majority opinion along with Kavanaugh. Clarence Thomas wrote his own separate opinion agreeing with the overall idea that it should be requirement to have unanimous juries but using a different legal reasoning. So, but six of them. Alita wrote the dissent. And anybody who follows the Supreme Court and Alito and his, although his claims to support stare decisis, and if you're not familiar with the idea of stare decisis, it's the idea, it's the, it's the idea that if the Supreme Court has ruled on something, that it should uh, be it should not overturn. It's 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 settled law. And a lot of times people will say, well, is it settled law? And in, in, in getting these conservatives, uh, in getting these conservatives to to through these nomination hearings when filibusters were possible and they would talk about abortions roe versus wade casey versus Planned parenthood many of them like roberts would bring up stare decisis settled things are settled law now i think that roberts i'm knocking on wood that when abortion cases come up that he is still gonna accept that a settled law and you know basically i think thomas had set up kind of a, a three-pronged test to check whether or not something should, if a previous ruling should be overturned or not. That's one of the interesting things about this ruling. Is it, We'll talk about that later. Um, but Roberts joined the entire dissent along with Alito. And maybe Roberts will use, again, maybe Roberts will use that tying his hat on what we'll talk about later. Kagan joined all but one section of the dissent. Kagan. Now, I maybe mean, Kagan was joining dissent for other reasons. Now, I don't understand that. I, I don't understand how Kagan could have voted. Now, I haven't read much of anything about what she has said. I think she just kind of signed on to I don't think she wrote anything explaining her position. So that's, that's interesting. So, Evangelista Ramos, this is according to the Twitter account of Sister Helen Prejean. Um, I think you've all, have you seen that movie um, with Sean Penn? Uh, that was a that was her. Um, that one movie was Sean Penn. The, you know what movie I'm talking about? I can't think of the name of the movie off the top of my head, but it was that movie about fighting the death penalty whatever, and she's against the death penalty, and she was in support of this uh, being overturned as well, and so she, hooray that this is successful. Um, so two jurors thought that the person was not guilty under Louisiana and Oregon law at the time. That was enough to send Mr. Ramos to prison for the rest of his life. Gorsuch... Uh, let's see, explained the of these non-unanimous juries. So what, happen, what ha- happened was it was once you started allowing black people to serve on juries, the states, racist states like Louisiana, went ahead and was like, you know what, well, you might get a couple black people on trial on, on juries with uh, black folks who are in prison and if you require an unanimous jur- jury, which has been, had been the precedent from the beginning, had that had been what they've, what they've been used, non-unanimous juries is a derivation of regular law that people use. They uh, they said, okay, well, if you happen to get a couple of black people on a jury, we don't want them to prevent us from locking up other black people, so we're going to let them be locked up with 10 folks instead of 12 folks. And so, Louise, so the Supreme Court, let's see, in 72... Considered two related cases, uh, Aphodaka versus Oregon and Johnson versus Louisiana. Four justices said, unanimous, said that unanimous juries were required. Four other justices said that unanimity was not worth it. And the ninth vote uh, split the baby, as they said. He said that unanimous juries were required, but their requirement didn't apply to the states. The idea was based on so called Lear theory that had been rejected by the majority of the cult multiple times before and after 1972. So that ruling overturned previous rulings, but now, this ruling overturns that ruling. Uh, majority of the Ramos decision uh, criticized uh, the Apodaca decision, said it was wrongly decided. Gorsuch wrote that the 72 Court, seventy two Court only spent one paragraph analyzing the legal problem and the the justice who split the baby, refused to follow the law. Um, Gorsuch also criticized – this is an interesting thing about there's, – because there's a second ruling that happened on that day, too – Gorsuch criticized Alito's dissent, writing that aspects of Alito's opinion were, quote, overstatements that must have been, quote, intended for dramatic effect. In another ruling about uh, the EPA, uh, Gorsuch was basically called Roberts a socialist. It's, it's, it's crazy. This, 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 this court, if, you, if you're missing drama on TV because your shows can't air because of this, but follow the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court's They're going to start hair-pulling soon. Um, At the end of the majority opinion, Justice Justice Gorsuch summed up the case up in his said, On what ground would anyone have us leave Mr. Ramos in prison for the rest of his life? Not a single member of this court is prepared to say Louisiana secured his conviction constitutionally under the Sixth Amendment. No one before us suggests that the error was harmless. Louisiana does not claim precedents, commands, and affirmants in the end, the best anyone can seem to muster against Mr. Ramos is that if we dare to admit in his case what we all know to be true about the Sixth Amendment, we might have to say the same in others, but where's the justice in that? Every single judge, every judge must learn a little bit of the fact that he or she will make some mistakes, it comes with the territory, but it is something else entirely to perpetuate something we all know to be wrong only because we fear the consequences of being right the statement of the Court of Appeals is reversed, and I have still have yet to call. I was going to call in this morning. I should have called in this morning uh, to Jeff's show on WGSO here in New Orleans to get his opinion of the ruling of the Supreme Court because, holy cow, I want to know. I got to know. I have to know. I'll try, maybe I'll try and call him tomorrow because I got to know. I have to know. So uh, Sotomayor filed a concurring opinion. Uh, she took some of the dissenters to task for their willingness to overrule longstanding precedent in some partisan cases, but not in this question of fundamental constitutional rights. Secondly, Sotomayor pointed out that it was important for the court to address the racist origins of the non-unanimatory laws because states have never grappled with this history of racial mystery. Kavanaugh also wrote a concurring opinion about his view uh, when the court should override precedents. Uh, Kavanaugh concluded that the 72 iPO DACA, and I'm pronouncing that wrong, sorry, uh, not allowing unanimous juries was egregiously wrong and that it was time to overrule it, egregiously wrong. And, again, we're going to get to that in a second. Thomas, wrote an opinion, uh, thinks that the decision to get rid of non-unanimous jury verdicts is correct, but he would have used the 14th Amendment, I believe, is what he would have laid his hat on. Alito's dissent. Alito begins by claiming that no justice has ever said that Apodaca should be overturned, but that's not quite accurate. A majority of the court has said that juries must be unanimous several times after 72, directly contradicting Apodaca. Uh, Alito wrote that the majority was wrong to acknowledge the racism behind the laws. Why? Um, he acted, said that the majority acted in line with the worst current trends by not engaging in, quote, rational and civil discourse. Um, justice Gorsuch responded to Alito, our shared respect, uh, let's see. What did I do? Um, Justice Gorsuch responds: The dissent worries outstrip the facts. Uh, Gorsuch characterizes the dissent argument as well. Basically, Alito's dissent argues that if the court does what everyone knows is right, this is the case. As in this case, then the court might have to do the right thing in other cases as well. Think about the moral clarity there. as Sister Helen P. Jean said. Um, reminds me of Justice William Brennan's inc- incisive observation in McCluskey versus Kemp. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court is often afraid of delivering too much justice. <laughs> and I have a question, and I haven't got an answer from Sister P. Jean yet. Who knows how often she checks her Twitter account. Um, so my question is this. So we now have an affirmation. Uh, by the Supreme Court, that anybody who was sitting in jail on a 10-2 ruling or 11-1 ruling or basically sitting in jail because of non-unanimous jury said, you're guilty, they are now in jail unconstitutionally. Who is going to help them with these writs of habeas corpus to make sure that they get out? Now, fortunately for them, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe most of these people are in Louisiana, and fortunately for them, we do have a Democratic governor. Um, and because we had a terrible Republican candidate, oh my God, I can't even imagine what this candidate was going to do, What, how this candidate, how this political novice with no exp- experience in government would have handled the coronavirus pandemic in Louisiana. He would have just followed Louise, followed Donald Trump just as a lost puppy dog, I think. He would have just bent over and said, rub my belly or one of his back say rub my belly and tell me what to do because I have no idea what's going on and I'll think a lot more people would have died in Louisiana had we had uh, a government I'm sure uh, he would have done things like overturn anything done by city by municipalities and others and parishes that decided to take um, preventive action like we did here in New Orleans parish but one of the things uh, that's that's, that was of concern, I guess, in one article that I read was that by overturning, by using uh, the logic that you can decide that a decision was wrongly overturned, which, again, I think the article that was written that I read was a little bit, Scott, the sky is falling, if you will, little chicken little, uh, simply because of the fact that there have, again, as Sotomayor correctly said, there's been plenty of situations that this court and members of this court um, have actually, sorry, i use that word again, have overturned previous judicial precedents. I mean, led Ledbetter versus Goodyear Tire, for one. Um, led Ledbetter versus Goodyear Tire uh, in the dissent that ruth bader ginsburg gave i believe i believe i remember this correctly ruth bader ginsburg dissent in, in lily ledbetter versus goodyear tire uh, was basically stated that the majority overturned um, when the clock should start i think a previous ruling said that the clock on dis- wage discrimination starts when not when the wage was paid was the discriminatory wage was first paid as the majority opinion held in Lily Ledbetter vs. Goodyear Tire, that it starts when the person found out about it, which basically the majority in Lily Ledbetter versus Goodyear said that um, the majority said that people who are getting paid wages that are um, Discriminatory in effect are required to be psychic, and I'm like, what? how how are they supposed to know that they're being paid a discriminatory a discriminatory wage? How are they supposed to know that? I don't I don't I wouldn't know until I found out. So fortunately, I can't find this. Maybe it was my other one. Hold on, let me let me. I don't know if that one got nuked or not. Let me see if that one got nuked. It might have gotten nuked. I don't know.
0: Um,
1: yeah, there was it. Can't be found. I had a previous blog, and and there were some issues that took place with it, and I don't know what happened. Um, but I I did have another post a long time ago that was talking about whether or not um. Alito should be impeached from the court. I believe it was Alito. Uh, I think I had impeached Thomas too as one of those posts. And this is what basically it said, is that both of these people, Alito specifically, I remember, I don't remember which case it was about. I was trying to find it out. But the Alito post was about um, stare decisis. And he, up and down, left and right, talked about stare decisis and how you shouldn't overturn previous judicial precedents. But if you did that, you'd still have Plessy versus Ferguson. You would have be able, you would have had Brown versus Board of Education. You would have had Plessy versus Ferguson as the rule of land because they would have allowed that rule to be left, left open. That would have been the precedent that would have been set. So stereo decisis is while it's something that's that's maybe good to rest on, that maybe, just maybe. There are some rules that, I guess, were egregiously ruled on or just so incorrect that they could fix it. So, but what does that have to do with abortion? Which somebody brought up is that, you know, this opens the door now for abortion. Look, it didn't open the door for – this ruling did not open the door for abortion to be overturned at all whatsoever. If these Supreme Court justices wished to overrule, overrule abortion, they would overrule abortion. I don't think they have enough yet. I think Roberts would probably still rest on the idea that Roe versus Wade is settled law. But this is why it's so important to get rid of Donald Trump and elect and vote blue no matter who. Vote for Joe Biden. Make sure in states that matter. If you don't live in a state that matters, if you live in Louisiana and you don't want to vote for Joe Biden, fine. Your vote doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter. If you're living in any of the states where it's possible that Joe Biden might win, you need to go vote for Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden is likely going to be the person, the next, pre, the next person in the next presidential term is likely going to be the term where Ruth Bader Ginsburg gets replaced. I guarantee you that if Joe Biden, president, and, that, and we get a majority on the Supreme Court, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to give her resignation probably within 10 days. I don't know what, I don't know what the over-under would be on when she resigns. I guarantee you that if she can resign, she will resign. She will absolutely resign as soon as she'll be. I mean, it might be as soon as, you know, she might be sitting there on that stage with Joe Biden. I, Joe Biden, swear and take the oath of office. He'll have his hand up in the air. And, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg will be sitting on that stage and, and as soon as he says, so help me, God, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to jump out of her chair and hand him a letter saying, thank you. It's a, a pleasure doing business for this country. I'm going home. That Ruth Bader Ginsburg would probably – not that dramatically. Maybe she'll allow him to have his day and then maybe – I'd give her – if I had to bet money, if Joe Biden becomes president and there's a Democratic Senate – um truly believe that you will, within the first month, she will resign. She will leave the seat, and Joe Biden will get to replace her pretty much immediately. Now, whether or not that's true, I don't know. Now, if Donald Trump wins again, uh, she uh, she is a strong woman, and she will try as hard as she can to make it through another term. 'Cause she knows that if Donald Trump replaces her replaces her, that's, that's the end, it's it. Start decisiveness won't matter. Donald Trump will get to name another judge to the court, justice to the court. It will probably be that one I forget the name. Helen, I want to say it is, I forget the name of it. I've been tweeting it every every single time I argue with people. It's like do you want Donald Trump to, do you want Joe Biden to replace Ginsburg or do you want Trump to replace Ginsburg with Oh, what's her name? I'll try to remember her name. Maybe after the next break, or look it up. But if you want Trump replacing Ginsburg, then you need to come up. Because look, all this talk about stare decisis ain't gonna mean crap. I guarantee you that Alito is not gonna rest his head on stare decisis. It doesn't matter. Even if this vote went nine nothing, you can keep non-unanimous judges because we have settled law. Even though we didn't have settled law, it was a very oddly determined ruling. Four against four, four, one cutting the baby in half. So it's not a very good ruling. (laughs) Basically one guy saying, yeah, you know, I'll agree with this majority on federal, and I'll agree with this majority on the states. So literally the Supreme Court was wishy-washy. But I guarantee you that if, if this ruling never existed, that... Alito would be the first person in line in the next challenge to abortion to say, you know what? Screw stereotypes. We are going to overturn abortion. So will Thomas. So will... I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. There's no way to... So will the next appointee that Donald Trump appoints to the Supreme Court. So you'll have at least three, and then you'd have to hope that two of those three other conservative justices, that, that two of Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Roberts would be like, you know what, this is settled law. You would have to hope. I think if there's a Supreme Court ruling that on abortion that comes before the end of the Trump's term, I don't know if there's going to be or not. I think Roberts would probably have a McCain moment how McCain got out of his hospital bed, came to Washington, and voted no on the repeal of Obamacare, and everyone was like, "What?" I think you might have a I think you might have that happen again. Uh, knock on wood on whether or not Roberts would side with the five or the four of the liberals to make it five four upholding abortion rights, but then you'd have to rely also on either Kavanaugh or Gorsuch. I don't know if we can. I just don't know if we can. That's why it's vital to have Joe Biden, because they're not going to worry about stare decisis whatsoever. They are going to worry about whatever. But at least in this case, shockingly enough, six to three overturning non-unanimous juries, and hopefully, we'll see a lot of people coming out of prison soon. That is the end. No, I'm taking another commercial break. Um, we'll come back and continue to talk about the issues. Maybe I'll go try and see if I can look up that other blog post, see if I can find it. Uh, take your calls as well 914 This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk to the left. That's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show.
0: Mmm, yeah.
1: Are you someone who is looking to get into the ridesharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full time gig? Are you currently a rideshare driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy.
0: Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life, talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not-so-fun things. Go ahead give a listen and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tunes.
1: Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left step right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. to join the conversation. It's area code nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. That is nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. I'm just gonna finish up the show uh, a little bit going over my uh, Twitter feed a little bit, just giving some comments on stuff that I had said about issues relating to the uh, coronavirus. Uh as, again, my young, youngest one says. Uh, we've had some of these stupid protests going on, um, and somebody, and I was watching the live feed from the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania protest. You had a ton of people out there, no safety masks. They are a threat to the lives of, of the law enforcement folks who had to sit there and direct traffic uh, with all of these people sitting there, kids that are out there. And look, the person who I work for, he shared some information about the local children's hospital down here, saying that a lot of children were testing positive for this virus. Uh, they weren't showing enough symptoms to be able to, to necessitate hospitalization. They, were, they weren't dying, but they were testing positive for the virus. What did that mean? That probably means that the, these ideas that close all the schools were a good one. People had to stay their butts home to uh people had to stay their butts home to make sure that you know these kids don't transfer to people because even if they had no ill effects now there was a post that i read there was talking from a doctor basically saying look just because these people aren't dying it doesn't mean that they're not having ill effects it could be affecting their respiratory system it could be affecting a lot of things that you're not noticing now because they're otherwise relatively healthy but all these kids are little vectors of transmission and you everybody wants to go back to normal." Everybody wants to be able to go to Disney World with their family and they want, I've seen these Disney ports, they're full of people. I want to go back to Disney World and we're going to be running a little bit late, but it's fine because I always set up the shows to run for an extra half hour, but we want to go to Disney World for, a, for you know, soon and we want to, we can't wait for Disney World to open. Go, you could, I love Disney World and you could not pay me. So they opened up May 1st, they're not, they open up June 1st, I don't think they will. But if they open up June 1st, I ain't going to Disney World June 1st. It's in Florida. governor of Florida, DeSantis, is stupid. (laughs) I mean, horrible. Such an idiot. And I would not trust Disney World as far as I could throw it. I love Disney. I'm staying staying away from Disney for for months, perhaps after it opens back up. I mean, I wasn't planning on going for December anyway, but, you know, possible that I might want may have wanted to but still no that's dumb but anyway this Harrisburg Harrisburg protester was like they are adding probable deaths to the count that means it's possible not that it happened okay no no probable means probable probable doesn't mean possible this isn't a literally versus figuratively thing even though there are authors who have used literally in the past to mean figuratively uh, throughout the dawn, since the dawn of writing. But no, if, if they didn't have to, they don't have to, we don't have enough testing available for people. So why are you testing? You're not going to test dead people to see if they had the virus because you're going to use those tests for the living. So the best you can do is then say, okay, well, they had these conditions in this particular circumstance. My best educated opinion is that we have, Another coronavirus death. Now, And they're saying that this is somehow false. This is, these are not true, that we are not somehow being honest with the people because probable deaths of coronavirus are not, are not good enough for them. Look, I, if a doctor says that it's probably corona, I will believe that it's probably corona. I mean, I think that I probably had corona as well. But you know what? I, I, I mean, if a doctor. Told, I, I could probably get tested for antibodies or whatever. But look, no. The idea that they that they're, what well, they want to doubt. Ugh. They want to doubt these people, who are professionals. They don't, they don't like science. They just don't. I mean, these, these people who are doctors are, are scientists of the body. They, I would trust them with what these idiots people say. They had this one guy, the hero. Uh, standing in front of the truck, blocking these um, Operation Gridlock people uh, from blocking the entrance to the hospital. And she's all yelling at him. (laughs) And the perfect meme was just that, here's this woman um, yelling uh, yelling at a scrub, hanging out the passenger side of her best friend's ride. So that's great. Um, Richard Marks. Hey, remember how for years we had smoking and non-smoking sections of planes and restaurants? Then eventually, enough people realized that cigarette smoke doesn't know which section is which, and it was stupid as. Hmm? Remember? Good, because a bunch of dub mfers forgot. Uh, Richard Marx. I used to joke around that Richard Marx was gangster. Richard Marx is gangster. Richard Marx knows is knows what's up. I, I'm digging Richard Marx. I'm digging political Richard Marx. I've been digging political Richard Marx for a while. With him, I can hold on through the night, or hold on to the night, like guess I should say. Um, then they had the uh, Donald Trump um, yelling at the reporter. He goes, seriously, I don't understand how it is, how in his 20, 73 years, no one has just punched him right in the mouth. How is it possible he's never spoken like that to a random woman in front of an actual man who didn't just knee-jerk belt him? It's so incredibly overdue. Um And in that case, uh, Trump was like, you know, he kept on asking, "Well, how many cases were there? How many cases were? We don't know how many cases were, there were. We know how many confirmed cases there were. How many unconfirmed cases were? We don't know. That's the thing. We don't know, because this administration thought that closing down travel from China was adequate. It was not adequate at all. We needed work on testing immediately to make sure that th- these people that we knew who had it were not the only people who had it. We needed to be more aggressive with it. And He didn't want to hurt the stock market. So then he figured out a way to probably buy some stock in the companies that made hydroxychloroquine and then you know, act like a snake oil salesman trying to push hydroxychloroquine, trying to get these studies out there and probably trying to invest in those stocks ahead of time and then be like, okay, well, now I'm going to sell these stocks because they've made me enough money. Trump also says if Joe Biden got in, they'd own America, you wouldn't have a country. And I was how dumb do you have to be to believe that crap. Donald Trump lied. These people protesting. They love our country. All I saw was all I saw was American flags. Um, yeah, no. He's he's encouraging them, acting irresponsibly, he's enabling them to be victims of transmission, and they were flying other flags too, like um, Confederate flags and flags with Nazi symbols on them. So, no, they don't love our country. They're just, you're sick of hands. Um, have my open letter. The guy tried to call in, but he didn't call in. Um, I'll have to leave that at that. Uh, Laura Ingram is like, we, need, we, we doctors need more freedom to use experimental anti-coronavirus treatments. Basically what that's saying is they want more freedom treats their patients as guinea pigs. So what else? Yeah, so the Liberate America, Open America now crowds, they're idiots, um, they're putting people at risk. You know, the I, I usually say the, the right to swing your fist stops, that's what they'll usually say. The right to swing your fist stops before it hits your face, someone else's face. And that's not true. Because you don't have a right to swing your fist at somebody. Why? Because swinging your fist at somebody means you're assaulting them, so you don't even have that right. But basically, these people, these non-aggression principle type folks, will try and tell you that you know that the government shouldn't be forcing them to do anything. But you know what? This is acting out in that way, going out to these rallies, you know, in the way that you're doing, is harmful to people because you're enabling the spread of the virus. You're enabling yourself. be a vector of transmission to other people and it's wrong and it's like you're enabling yourself to become the gun that the coronavirus is firing bullets at other people like these people these people are going to say i have the right to shoot my gun in the air no you don't have the right to shoot your gun in the air you might have a right to own a gun but you don't have the right to shoot your gun in the air because that bullet could come down and hit somebody well, it's not my fault if it hit somebody. I just shot it up. I didn't shoot it at anybody. It wasn't my intent. Intent irrelevant. You are causing potential threats to many people. Governments should have the right to prevent you from doing that. Lastly, but not least, there was a you know, all these people showing up to these protests are you know coming up. A lot of these people are armed, carrying sidearms, carrying rifles, open carrying, and. I shared it on my liberal damn page, something from February, where it wasn't about the virus, it was about the um, people who were threatening, um, you know, I think North Carolina, the new governor of North Carolina as a Democrat was promising some some anti-gun measures and they wanted to protest that. And they were allowed to just walk right into the, the state's capital with their weapons and they were basically allowed to go around the metal detector because they had a gun. Uh, but people with umbrellas and sticks can't bring in umbrellas and sticks in, but you could walk through the Capitol open carrying. Oh, and if you're white. Because let me tell you, if a bunch of black people stormed to the Capitol, I guarantee you that those black people would be a bloody mess on the floor because the police would have shot them all. Because you can only open carry either, either if you're white or you're surrounded by a whole crap ton of white folks who will, who will have your back and say, look, this dude's okay. He's our token. But no, if you had a large group of black men marching down the street with guns, you wouldn't see the NRA coming out and support them. You wouldn't see the First Amendment rights people. You would see these racist SOBs shooting them down and asking questions later. And that, my folks, is the racism that's still alive and well in this country. And that is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Day Radio. Uh, again, you can uh, follow me at Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Liberaldan, Liberaldan.com. Subscribe to blogtalkradio.com slash Liberaldan and support the show uh, and the Anchor podcast by going to Patreon.com slash Liberaldan. Until next Wednesday, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.